Hey there, my name is Joe Keyport, and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. This week, I talked to Austin and Taryn of the band Dury. This sibling duo started the band as a COVID project when no one could play shows. Dury is an indie pop project that takes all the feelings and nostalgia from a coming of age movie, but they leave in all those messy bits to keep it, you know, really real, very raw, and very honest. Dury will be playing their first show at the 7th Street Entry on Thursday, July 29th. Tickets are still available, so you can go pick those up after you listen to this interview, or you can listen to it while you're during because multitasking is a really cool thing. It's Austin and Taryn of Dury. It's all right here on the Ear Coffee Podcast. How's it going? Going good. Happy to be here. So uh, for those not aware of Dury, since this is like a brand new project, do you want to quick just introduce yourselves and what you do here in the band? Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, our Dury is, is our last name and also, uh, the name of this project. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I write most of the things and, and play guitar and kind of do the production side of things mostly. And, uh, and Taryn and I sing too. And then Taryn sings and does keys and, and, uh, tells me when i have bad ideas that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's pretty much the division of labor i'm here for opinions yeah everybody opinions. needs one of, everybody needs one of those people be like yeah this isn't great yeah, oh, yeah. We, we should change that for real we're not honest with ourselves <laughs> <laughs> and uh for those of you who followed the podcast long enough austin is a, a an ear coffee podcast alum where i interviewed coyote kid and well before it was coyote kid and analyze coffee when we were still on terrible hand recorders and random coffee shops, hoping that people could suffer through it. <laughs> that was great. That was that was one of the most in depth like oh. interviews we've literally ever had. Like oh. so so. Well, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, happy to see you guys still still cooking. That's great. Of course. Uh, so this has been a new question I've been asking every band is when people find out that you're in a project and you're working music, you're making music and stuff, what, and they go, Oh cool. You're in a band. What kind of music do you make? What's that? Like that pitch that like one sentence response you give them to try and explain it enough that they're like, okay, cool. But also you don't, you know, you're not going to try and blow them away with, well, we're like a, you know, you insert six different modifiers that don't quite all goes over their head. So what's that, what's that, what's that pitch for people when they, when they ask, Oh cool. You're in a band. What's, What's that about? I want to hear your answer. I have my answer like locked, but Me? I just want to yeah. I was gonna say just easy indie pop. <laughs> indie pop. Easy. Easy peasy. Yeah, that's pretty much mine too. I, I usually throw in like nostalgic indie pop. Because <laughs> just to have a little extra intrigue, you know? But uh uh yeah, I try I, after years of trying to describe what Coyote Kid is, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so refreshing to just be like I know what this is. <laughs> we have a category. This has a name. When we put things on Spotify, we can say what the genre is, and it doesn't feel like we're lying. <laughs> of course. Uh, so kind of starting off, uh, when I was reading through your bio for this band, it was very much a product of the pandemic. So I'm, I'm wondering, kind of take me through what the inspiration was to make Dury a family band, essentially. Yeah. So, you know, the pandemic was, um, I don't know, it's, a, uh, it was a really unique situation for, for, you know, working artists where all of a sudden you kind of have time to like re-examine what you're doing and, 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 and you have time to just like goof around and learn new things and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
and uh, and uh, I it started with um, with learning uh, learning logic uh, and uh, just learning some super basic production stuff and just kind of playing around with synths and stuff like that. Um, and that's how then I started that kind of stuff. And then and then Taryn would pop in and I'd be like, hey, what do you think of this? And then and then that <laughs> turned into like way more elaborate, like, OK, should it be like this? OK, are these words dumb? Like, OK. And then yeah. it became way more um, uh, involved. And um, and I was already kind of I was already going by the name Dury um, mm -hmm. because uh, in, in my band Coyote Kid, there are multiple Austins. So we all just go by. Uh, by our last name. Um, so that, I made that my artist name. And then when T Taryn was working so hard with me on it, it was just kind of like, well, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah. you got the same name, so you're qualified. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we just decided to go for it. Um, you know, in the beginning, uh, uh, starting with just nothing and, and, mm -hmm. and uh, not being able to play shows or anything, we, we did the Kickstarter. Uh, like really unsure, at least I was unsure of, of if there'd be support for it or mm -hmm. if that would work. And it was, it was really like, uh, we'll try this. If it works, we'll try it. If it doesn't, then like, no worries. We'll just not do this. And, um, and it ended up doing crazy well and got like over 150% of our goal and got our stretch goals. And, um, yeah, it was, it was shocking how well that did yeah. <laughs> when, when, uh, like the day before, we launched it or a couple days before or something. Um, I was like, we're only going to ask for $4,000. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is all we need. But like, like we'll barely scrape by. We'll invest a little bit of money. It'll be fine. I thought it was worth more than that. So I <laughs> thought we should bump it to 5,000. So we did. And we made it within two days. Yeah. Two days. We hit our goal. It was oh, wow. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was bonkers. So it was a lesson in, Believing in yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with Coyote Kid, you know, you've done Kickstarters and for previous records with that band, and but you have, you know, the history of that project and the fact of what you can put out. So be, having to go out on a limb and say, this is new, I have this experience, and but please believe in me seems really like humbling and scary at the same time. Exactly, yeah. And, and it's also like such a different... Um, a different sound and approach to all of it that I was like really nervous about how like, you know, Coyote Kid fans, you know, the tried and true fans that, 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 you know, I would hope want to support this would, uh, would react to something completely different. And, um, um, but they all were super supportive and, and super backed it really hard. And yeah, it was awesome. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, Austin, you mentioned that like this kind of grew out of you learning logic and, kind of production a little bit what was that first song that uh like you were working on and taryn popped in and was like this is cool maybe this could be more was 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 there a moment like a song that was that or was it just in general you saw some you both saw something in the project that meant that you could maybe take it to what it is now yeah you know i don't know if there was like a specific moment it was a pretty it was a pretty gradual thing just because i've been like bouncing stuff off of taryn for forever kind of being like, <laughs> yeah. oh wow so so uh so it was pretty gradual um but then it definitely like um the project started to be shaped by by 
Taryn's taste and influence and those kind of things mm-hmm. too. And so that was when it was kind of like, it felt like, it felt like with that much influence, it wasn't just my thing anymore. And that's kind of when mm-hmm. we yeah. opened it up. And, yeah. yeah. What, what was that taste and influence, Taryn, that you were bringing into this project, you know, to, to influence it into that, the duo? Um, I would say with all the Coyote Kids stuff that Austin was doing, it's, it's pretty far off from that. <laughs> and, um, and so I feel like it was more of an open space for us to bounce ideas off of. And then we were able to grow it together from that rather than being so much just for me. Um, I listen to a lot more like indie pop kind of things. I have a lot more influence in that way. But um, yeah, I think it was a good project that we were able to grow more together than mm-hmm than my own influence yeah yeah and also another element of this was that um um my my wife got really into like like 80s hits <laughs> like super and she would like be like working out and it would just be like glass in the house and we're both you know working from home mm. and so i hear these same couple songs over and over again and, <laughs> and after a while i was like that just sneaks right into these your are kind of awesome so, <laughs> <laughs> um um yeah, so that was the other, that was the, the third factor, I think. So and that's how we made awesome music. <laughs> <laughs> copying people from the 80s. Yes. No. <laughs> um, so, so Taryn, did you have previous experience in bands before or working on music or just doing that kind of stuff before Dury started? Or because I did not. Okay. Um, I haven't been in any bands. We have grown up in a pretty musical and artistic family. Okay. Um, and so I've grown up in that, and I, I do play a lot of instruments. Um, so I'm, I'm knowledgeable in that way, but I haven't had any experience with bands. Yeah, this is a, our, our, our dad is a music teacher and our mom is a art teacher. Okay. So, and we were also homeschooled. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we have a little bit of a lopsided education maybe, but, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, the show, the show coming up, uh, on, uh, the 29th mm-hmm. is going to be Taryn's first time. At it playing a show. It's oh, gonna yeah. be so exciting. Are you, are you are you excited to be able to play live or is it scary or is it Yeah. I mean it's a little scary, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm more excited than afraid of it. So you know I think it'll be good. More excited than afraid is the yeah. that's the sweet spot. <laughs> that's all you can hope for. So then grow I'm afraid to be good though. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <to> practice. <laughs> um so growing up, you know, homeschooled and stuff, you were were you pretty close growing up together then? Or Ooh, it depends on what time of life it was. We exactly. are seven years apart. Okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a pretty big gap. Um, so when we were kids, we were probably a little bit closer. But then the point where Austin was getting into his teens, I'm still this little kid. <laughs> so yeah. so so not much connection there, but then, I'm I'm okay. finally like an adult now and so now we're friends <laughs> i feel like there was like a there was like a moment in time when it was like oh you're a grown-up now yeah. like, mm-hmm. hang out like i get it oh we're equals but we were just far enough apart that like i was the bad influence on like shows i would watch that were like too too adult for you or something <laughs> just like, we're gonna watch you know mark in the middle and you're four and like <laughs> See, i was always vetoed though i didn't have any power <laughs> That's your fault. Yeah, sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is. Being the older sibling, it's just I get I have control. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I was the, so I have 
I have two. I have two older brothers. Oh, so, okay. So I was the third with no power, and then <laughs> you suddenly had all the power. I was the one who could pick on exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so then, with with you know, like you know, you're, you're adults and you can be friends and it's cool to work together and you have this project. How has, you know, Dury impacted your relationship as siblings? I always wonder when anytime like a duo that's related is working together, I always get very interested, whether it's husband and wife or just like siblings or like really close friends. It's knowing like that interaction is always very interesting to me. Yeah, I think it's been really good. I mean, just having a mutual project mm-hmm. yeah and like we've always had our own projects and we'll share them with each other and whatever but it, we've never had a mutual goal yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's been really good and um yeah i don't know i think it's been good i, I think I, I a lot of times in the past i've tended to have very uh like business oriented relationships mm-hmm. with with band members and stuff like that and a little more uh and uh it's nice to kind of ease it back a little exactly bit. already be closer than that that it's like that it's not i don't know it's not like mm-hmm. that and that's that's nice it's refreshing change of pace <laughs> yeah um so just rolling back a little bit to an earlier question what was that first song then so you started writing beginning of 2020 at the right at the beginning of the pandemic or was yep. it something that kind of what what time was that first song kind of finished for you and we you started to see that this could be you know an EP or an album as opposed to just maybe it's a one off or you maybe a couple of songs and we're done and we right. can go on. Yeah, so I recorded a song like everyone every artist had their quarantine song right. Mm-hmm. So I, I I put out my quarantine song that was very just DIY. It w- wasn't going to fit with Coyote Kid. It was just whatever. Just threw it out there and um, it was a song called Judgment Day. Um, ended up taking it down because it wasn't because uh the production was really bad and i was mixing myself and i don't know what i'm doing um <laughs> but uh your experiment song exactly yeah. it was like it was my first time using like a drum machine and like synths and stuff <laughs> like that so whatever um but uh but uh uh but yeah and then after that um um the song losers club that was the first mm-hmm. that was the first one where it was like where i felt like the song was good enough that it was like worth really looking into and in mm-hmm. trying to and trying to get into it more and and um and yeah that was i mean that was one of the first ones that i like really super hard brought you in and was yeah. like tell me what you think of this <laughs> for real like, <laughs> yeah. um and um yeah losers club was uh that mm-hmm. was that was the one and then and then from that the rest of the ep um kind of started with that stylistic base, but then went in different, you know, angles with it and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the EP is titled suburban legend, right? Yep. Okay. So, so you said losers club was kind of that, that base and listening through the two songs that you sent me, um, hasta la vista baby, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, and then losers club, and then just kind of reading through that Kickstarter campaign. This is, it's very, you know, you, you let me see how I wrote this here. Like looking at that track summary, you seem to draw kind of from that coming of age experiences as you you branch out into the different themes and feelings, but you you keep in the messiness that comes with it. You think like you mentioned like listening to eighties hit, like your wife listening to eighties hits. You think of like the eighties and nineties coming of age movies. They have this that sort of like bittersweetness every now and again, but it's it's very polished. There's glitz and glam. You have all the nostalgia. 
But listening to the L or listening to those two songs, that nostalgia is there, but it's 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 very bittersweet at times. So yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think in our bio at one point I said like it's a nostalgic but honest look at like <laughs> yeah. the past and the world and culture and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I think that's uh, the 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 little the little dirty parts. That's where the character mm-hmm. comes through, you know, mm-hmm. and and the in the, the stories and. And that's where the um, that's where you know, and, and all those old and all those classic movies. The 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 character needs to have flaws to have character growth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those are like those are like the those are the uh, the trials that that need to be overcome in you know any story or any any song or anything like that. Uh, so so talk to me then about some of the the themes you you pull on to you know those trials and some of that story to you know advance that story then for suburban legend. Yeah. So um. um yeah, you know, Losers Club was written um, kind of as like just like a self pep talk a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and um, and um, it was you know at the beginning of the pandemic, um, my band we had just um, we had come off of like three years of like huge disappointments basically of like record labels screwing us over or like booking people. Mm-hmm ghosting us or people make a lot of promises and not coming through mm-hmm. and um and then that winter the so like coming into 2020 i was like i'm gonna do all the booking myself and this summer's gonna be awesome we're gonna book all these tours and i booked 89 shows across oh the country. wow and uh and that was summer 2020 oh yeah there and is. then Dang. so so that was like <laughs> so so that was like a huge just like let down just like man we just keep getting screwed over by just life you know mm-hmm. whatever and um and then losers club was kind of picking myself up out of that and um and uh you know like uh brushing yourself off and all right let's try again like mm-hmm. you know and uh and uh, yeah just coupled with kind of some of the you know disappointments of that and uh and uh trying to have some i don't know universal themes of mm-hmm. um of just you know everyone's everyone's been picked on everyone's been you know uh you know dealing with all the stuff that's in that song so so then some of those other songs would you would you say this 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 album isn't like a concept linear storyline then right it's just kind of is it is it kind of you you, is it is it a linear storyline or is it something you just kind of punch into these various feelings this is, uh, you know, this is the first time in my music career that it's not a linear story. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, that is, uh, that's usually my my bread and butter is mm. uh, is the the concept records. Um, but yeah, this one really um, is, you know, separate topics. You know, maybe a similar uh, coming from a similar, you know, emotional place or whatever. But um, but each one kind of has a different um, a different idea at its core. And and um, like the the second single, Hasta La Vista, baby is um is um <laughs> i wrote it after uh getting in like a facebook debate <laughs> <laughs> and uh and with this dude that was like just a total douchebag and um and uh and yeah he it, it, and it, it, a lot of the themes in that are kind of just based on that um attitude that he had in that conversation and and uh and uh yeah, so I don't know. Um, so basically, we had that whole Facebook fight, and then I went and I went and and wrote my little uh, my little diss track, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, 
and that's it. It's all about um, like toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and kind of the like the guy that thinks they're the hero in their movie and you know uh, and 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 sees everything and in uh absolutes black and white everything is like they're the bad guys we're the good guys all that kind of stuff um so yeah i'm pretty much just like ragging on all those stupid ideas (laughs) yeah um do you plan on releasing those like super cut videos with each single um or each song or just they're like way too much work to me i was because i was gonna i was gonna ask about how long that takes because it's you don't really repeat movies in those in those videos yeah no um um, those are the, both, both videos start out with like the idea that sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. And then like, as I'm editing and as I'm collecting clips, it's like, oh my gosh, I've been working on this for weeks. Like was, we, we gotta stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so I think, you know, unless I have any, uh, sudden moments of inspiration, I think it'll only be those two, uh, those two super cut videos. Um, yeah. Unless, mm-hmm. unless people love them or something and then I'll, put out more but we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um do you, do you do you both have like a, a running list in your did you both have like a running list in your head of videos that would work for those kind of things or you're just like all right we got you got this you have this or is it just kind of sit down and hope hope we can find something or is it so for the supercut videos those are like i try to just have like a general vibe mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then like like the dancing one is pretty straightforward i, I actually did like a uh uh instagram poll a really long time ago um, just to, like, what's your favorite dance scene? In movie? Mm, and yeah. then I and then I started with that list, expanded it, and then um, and then for the for the action hero one, mm. um, that one I uh, I just tried to find the most like like mullet having muscular <laughs> ridiculous. There goes our good lighting. Oh no, it's gone. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, I tried to find the most ridiculous footage, and and with the obvious Arnold schwarzenegger quote as the name of the song it was like it's gotta be gotta be arnie like as the guy you mm-hmm. know but um yeah um, but yeah we also have you know we made the other music video thing the lyric video um on the on the playground or whatever yeah 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 was who who had the idea for for the like the proper lyric you know the, the lyric video where you went to that playground um, I think that was my idea. Okay. It was just yeah. like, yeah. it was just like, what can we do with no money? Like, <laughs> yeah. I bet we can clamp my phone to this uh, merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that actually though, that actually took like three separate days. We went out there to try and do it. Um, the first day I had an asthma attack. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the second day we kind of got it, but it kind of wasn't good. And mm-hmm. then the third day we like made a plan and like had our shots yeah. and we did it for mm-hmm. real and, and uh one of the days we had to like wait around for like an hour for like the kids playing on the playground to, to leave, leave. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to be weird about it yeah exactly um, but uh uh but yeah that was fun i'm, I'm hoping we can come up with more easy ideas like that just mm-hmm. kind of you know basic um yeah. cell phone music videos i don't know we'll yeah. see <laughs> going. the way like y'all have been going about this project seems very like playful is like the best word i could think of describing like the yeah. promo you're doing. Cause like I, not to compare too much of this project to coyote kid, but like, you know, that's a very curated, very serious like project for, for what it is. And so the fact that like, you know, it's, 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 it's you two doing it very DIY with like you, you had the roll of paper in the garage for mm-hmm, the, yeah. for the promo picks and you're clamping your phone to a merry-go-round 
It, it <laughs> is that it was like was that something you really intended to do with this for the both of you, or is it just kind of a product of you know what was going on? Kind of both. A little both. I think we we started with a little bit of that kind of intention and just mm. keeping it a little more laid back, um, but then just the more we were doing stuff the more it kind of steered the direction um i don't know yeah yeah i think that like like we came up with um with like props that represented each single mm -hmm. and we and and that that was kind of what started with like you know what's a what's an interesting like visual idea and it was just the idea of like of having a thing that represents each song and, uh, and then, then that, okay, well, we gotta have a photo shoot. And then, oh, okay, what color do we want it to be? And then, okay, I guess everything's yellow now. And then like, um, everything just kind of snowballing out of, kind of out of just like what we had available to us. Mm -hmm. And then basing yeah. that on the theme and then, you know, going from there. Okay. Uh, so one thing like Austin, you and I talked about before, uh, before this interview was the fact that you're releasing each song on suburban legend individually. What was kind of the decision behind doing that? Yeah. You know, um, um, it's kind of so that we can just give each song the attention that we want to give it mm -hmm. for like promotion and stuff. And, 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 um, in general, um, because it's not like a, it's not like a linear story or anything like mm -hmm. that. It's more, um, it's more, you know, each song is different. So I, I, I felt like, um, I felt like it just gave each song more time to breathe and more time to be consumed slowly. And, and it was also partially just cause it's like, there's only five songs. We felt like, like four of them would be like good singles or so like, yeah, let's mm -hmm. just, they're all singles, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And, and also just, um, this is kind of a tangent, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm a big fan of when shows come out every week instead of all at once yes. like on Netflix. It's just so much better to have a little like conversation around it. And like the, the whole culture is experiencing this thing for like a month or, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think that's way more fun. So, <laughs> so I like that idea better. <laughs> gotcha. You don't, you don't, you don't get to, you don't get to binge it. You have to, you have to have the payoff of waiting for it. Exactly. And the other part of it was too, that, we weren't really planning on doing anything physical, any mm -hmm. physical like CDs or records or whatever. Uh, we are now we're going to be doing a cassette tape. Oh, nice. Because we hit a stretch goal for it. Mm -hmm. So that'll be like after they all come out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was the other kind of element to it. It was just seemed like it made more sense. And then uh, I was wondering, was with did you get a chance to go in and record this in a studio or is this all done kind of by yourselves over the pandemic and as you get to work on it? I so wish that I was this good of a <laughs> of a recording guy, but I'm not at all. Um, <laughs> the demo sound like trash. Um, but uh, uh, no, we recorded it at uh, at Tangerine uh, Studios. That's um, that's where all the Coyote Kids stuff mm -hmm. um, is recorded. And um, he actually um, um, Jack Vondercheck. He's 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 my man. Um, uh, uh, I showed him Losers Club early on, my mix of it, mm -hmm. and it was kind of just like, "What do you think of this mix?" It was like for like mixing feedback or whatever, and um, and he was super supportive of it, and he actually was like, um, he agreed to to record that one for us for free, which is like the nugget that started this whole thing, mm -hmm. was because he was just like really liked the song and really liked the idea behind it and everything. So, um, so 
without that support, you know, this whole thing probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have really happened. And, um, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so then the rest of it, we funded with, uh, Kickstarter and, and, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Taryn, what was it like? Was this your first experience in, in a recording studio as well? Yes, it was. Well, um, tell me about that. Tell me what like that was like for you from your perspective of going into a place like a recording studio. Yeah, I honestly had no idea what to expect. <laughs> Austin, Austin uh, I thought he would prep me a little bit. He did not. <laughs> um, Prepping's no, no fun, though. Actually, it was a good experience. Yeah. It, was, it was relaxed. It was chill. There was not pressure. Um, so I actually really enjoyed the process of that. Okay. And was yeah. it, was it you two that did everything then on, on the songs recorded everything? Uh, we actually had, um, uh, 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 my, my friend Dane, he, he was one of the other, one of the old drummers for, uh, for Mar in the mainsail. Mm -hmm. Um, he actually, uh, volunteered to come in and record drums for us. Um, which was awesome. He's a incredible drummer. And, um, uh, so he did drums, um, and then we recorded everything else. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much pre it? the whole thing is pretty much guitar synths and drums. Mm. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, we played guitar and synths. <laughs> synths. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so then, so what's, what kind of you expect since it, obviously Dury is very early in, in the, you're the early phases, phases of what this band could be. What do you have, what's kind of your expectations and goals for the project, you know, moving forward? nothing <laughs> mm. honestly uh um honestly yeah i mean we're we're um we're kind of just trying to make songs we really like and we're gonna promote them as best we can and try and make you know the mm -hmm. shoot our shots yeah, yeah shoot our shots and uh and uh you know it the other thing that's different about this project that feels more relaxed about it is that it's like it's not a like coyote is like pretty do or die it's mm -hmm. like it it's like for all for almost everyone in the band it's like that's our career that's all we got have to do mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh and uh this feels way there's way less stakes in a way and it's kind of like relaxing because of that so yeah. <laughs> so we're hoping for we're hoping it goes good we hope we're hoping people love it and and uh and and it maybe turns into something but uh mm -hmm. but uh we're uh i don't know if we have any specific goals we don't have huge expectations <laughs> yeah <laughs> we want to have fun that's our goal <laughs> Do you have like speaking of you know having fun? Do you either of you have like a really favorite like memory from this whole process of doing this EP? Hmm, a favorite memory. I think the photo shoot was pretty fun. The photo shoot was fun. We were in there for like a really long time. It, <laughs> it was, was really cold too. Yeah, it was in. Uh, yeah, it was in our our parents' garage. We had like like mic stands with lights taped to them like set up and yeah. then a roll of paper that we like hung off of these poles, like balanced on tables. It was like super sketchy. It's um, very DIY. Like we say it was at home, homemade DIY, whatever, but it really was. We like, were balancing things and it was, yeah. It was intense. The, the, uh, <laughs> we, one of the, um, we made like little videos mm -hmm. for each cover art thing, like a little, like, like a, you know, looped video kind of thing. And one of them is a, is a clock. But we didn't have batteries for the clock and so in the video taryn is crouched behind the table like turning the hands with like her <laughs> fingers because <laughs> we didn't have batteries for it um um yeah i don't know that was a fun 
project, just that whole photo shoot and, and crafting the visual side of everything and trying to make it, um, trying to make it look and come off professional and chic mm-hmm. when with no resources. But that was yeah. like a really fun challenge. Cool. Well, I just have a, a few questions left then. Uh, which one of them is I'm very excited to ask because we can actually have things going on again. What do you got coming up here in the future for Dury? I know you have a, you have a gig coming up at the end of July. Yes, we, uh, so our very first gig, Taryn's first gig ever, um, is, uh, is July 29th at seventh street entry. Um, we're going to be playing our whole EP, which no one's heard yet. Um, the rest of it. So, um, that'll be super exciting. And, um, and we're hoping to, uh, you know, really pack the place and, and, mm. and have a lot of fun. And the other bands are really awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of like the gig for us right now. Um, and then, uh, and then we're hoping that turns into more gigs, other places and stuff too. But, uh, but right now we're mm. pretty much honed in on that. Um, and then we also got, um, we have our second single coming out the day after the show, um, on the, uh, 30th mm. of July. Um, that's Austin La Vista baby. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, we'll be putting out another single every, every pretty much every month, mm. um, after that. Aiming, so, aiming at the end of the month then, or is it kind of the um, release? Roughly. I think the schedule yeah. we have right now is like five weeks apart. So okay. it's like a little over a month for each one, but, mm. but, Go- um, yeah. Going back to the whole gig thing. I'm like super psyched. This is again, a tangent. The fact that like seventh street and first Ave are like booking almost exclusively local bands every day yes. of the week. Like that's super exciting to see. So good. And like, you know, having all the time off of shows, I, I think that the bands are so hungry for shows. Oh, yeah. The bands are so hungry for shows. And it's just going to be uh, going to be a mess. And it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's going to be awesome. Well, then finally here, where can people connect with Dury online? Yeah. So, you know, uh, we, uh, we, we do things a little differently than most. We have a uh, Instagram and we have a Facebook. I'm just kidding. We're not different than anyone. <laughs> um, um, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, and TikTok. We try to be on TikTok. We're not good at it at all. <laughs> We're not good at it at all. But, uh, but uh, uh, I should probably make us a website at some point. I don't, I haven't done it yet, but <laughs> um, and uh, uh yeah, it's all just under uh, Dury Music. Mm-hmm. Search for Dury Music, and that's it. And you'll see our little yellow pictures of stuff, and uh, and that's us. Well, cool. Taryn, Austin, I really appreciate you taking some time to chat with me here. Yes, thanks yeah. for having us. This was awesome. You're, uh, you're the first. The Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode, please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. You can follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ear Coffee. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.